Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. Good morning, Mark. How are you, How are you this fine Monday morning? <laughs> Put your cards away and just talk like a normal person. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate all you've done for the radio station these many, many years. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah, fooey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, Lawrence? Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, get out of here, will you? All right. Welcome on board, everybody. I'm Mark Lawrence, uh, subpar bad portrayal of otherwise good liberals, and Joe McGranahan's an actual conservative Republican mayor and... Uh, in charge of the police in his fine community, and uh, let's see what else: bar associations, candidacy. Wrap that scrutiny. up. We're done with our investigation. We oh. finished that one up. Did you? Okay, good. All right. Excellent now, candidate. Primaries right around the corner. Can yep. you talk about who it is? Uh, I don't know. They didn't tell me I couldn't. It's a young lady. I'll just mention she's running for the Democratic nomination for Superior Court in Pennsylvania. Okay, so you'll see a, a woman the, there. When the bar association comes out with the recommendations, then you. Can and talk about it. Do you see any red flags in her history? Not a one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when her name appears and on the ballot. she's a Democrat and I'm a Republican. I'll so. beat this out of you as the, <laughs> as the primary comes up so I know who to vote for. Yeah, it seems strange that it, it, we're going to vote again soon because we just voted in the uh, election for Linda Schlegel-Culver. Or, well, we voted we voted for state senate. Right. But that's who we well, voted for. Well, most of us, two-thirds of us, voted for Linda Schlegel-Culver. <laughs> right. So it's just a matter of now trying to... To uh, come to come to uh, come to recognize that there's another election in another two months. Yes, so. it's a great loss for us in the House with Linda going because she's just been a bulwark in trying to get radar from municipal police, and now she's in the Senate, which has never been a problem. Well, and there's a dozen or so candidates. Uh, I've heard the names of some of them, and there sounds like a super replacement is could be available for us to vote for yes, in the primary. They're circling overhead. <laughs> well, and I think that you know. We're not going to hear the names in the same way. They're going to have to go through this whole process where they. Well, it won't even be public, I don't think. Right. It'll just be their party deciding who's going to be the endorsed candidate. That's wrong. <laughs> I think. Well, there's no primary. What do you want to do? Have a primary election now? Yes. I think what they ought to do, to be honest with you, they ought to find somebody, uh, let's say a senior citizen like you or me. Well, mm-hmm. you're not quite a senior citizen yet. Close enough. But somebody who will just fill the space for and the do unexpired a super term. Super job, super right. servant. Well, valley, I mean, no, just voting. for a year and a half or whatever it is. It's a year, maybe a, le- a placeholder who's not right. going to run. And then who just guarantees they won't run. So that gives everybody time to put their campaigns together, to get out and meet the public and present their case both on both parties' sides, mm-hmm. really. Well, but I think what happens around here is the Republican Party and the Democratic Party each handpick their candidates. It has nothing to do with the broad consensus and who they want, like Linda Schlegel-Culver. Is, I mean, she may have wanted to move up, but uh, you know, she had to be hand-selected by the Republicans. And a lot of this is a foregone conclusion. You know, they select these people and give them full endorsements and give them momentum. So it isn't really an open well, process. Well, what, what do you think their primary goal is, Mark? It's to find so- No, it's to find somebody who can win. Power. 
power and money. They don't say, let's see, who, who would be an excellent candidate who will lose badly, but they'll be a wonderful person. Well, you're right. Their goal they is look to, win, to win. But right. why do they want to win? Power and money. Right. Well, the <laughs> Republicans want to retain control of the Senate, and they wanted to try and get control of the House back. So Yeah, there's probably some But individual. the Democrats are doing the same darn thing, you know. Well, well yeah, that's how, how I started, if you can recall, a, a, a full two minutes ago. Oh, I'm sorry, ago. I have a short-term memory <laughs> issue here. Right. <laughs> the Republicans and Democrats both kind of hand-select individuals that they're going to uh, promote or push, whether it's in a primary or in uh, the uh, special elections that we've just had two of. You know, this uh, idea of, you know, when, you remember when they carved out Russ Fairchild because he wasn't the perfect Republican in their view. He wouldn't do absolutely everything the party wanted him to do. So they carved him out of the district and put, uh, uh, right. you know, made sure that uh, John Gordner was able to uh, dominate when the election came around. So well, They used to say Russ didn't play well with the other children, but Russ was a tough guy who knew how to get things done. Didn't play well with others. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's one way to put it, but that means you're not in total hey, complete lockstep at all times. He did one heck of a job as our state representative. Well, and I think uh, that's why... Now I'm going to draw from Mount Carmel, the Democratic leader there. From Mount Carmel, yes, Democratic Mount Carmel. Yes, he was a state Vinnie house Clausen? member for many, many years. Preceded. Oh, you're talking Kurt about. Um, oh gosh, now don't say that. Don't do that. To <laughs> I'm me. sorry, uh, Bob Belfonte. Yes, thank you. That's why they say he never went up into the highest echelons of leadership, even though he had the time in the Democratic Party, is because he had a mind of his own and would vote with Republicans occasionally if it meant something that was really good for his constituents, and he would vote against the Democrats, you know, if if he thought what they were doing just wasn't ideal. And uh, so that's why... So he, he was an independent thinker who... A free thinker. Oh, we can't have that thinkers. in there. <laughs> no, 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 that would evacuated. never work. All free thinkers, uh, please, before your brain is removed inside the vortex... Um, well, it will be interesting to see who, whom the Republicans anoint to run for Linda Culver's seat. Mm-hmm. And I would suspect that Linda will have a lot to say about that. You may have already, and they've already picked this person. You, know, you think they, so? Yeah, there's other people in town that think, oh, maybe I'll run or I'll contact us. Now, the Republicans have their person in mind. They could tell you right now who they're going to push through, and that's going to be our representative in the decades ahead. Well, I still think they ought to pick somebody who will agree not to seek the seat mm, yeah, and then let them that would be let fair. It get organized. That would be fair, but that's not the basis of no, politics right. in Pennsylvania. You're right. You're right. Look at uh, Governor Wolf changing things during the pandemic. Uh, which either had the planned impact, but certainly had the net effect of benefiting Democrats along well, the way. I thought we were going to talk about our weak, yeah, wow. weak, weak need, wishy-washy president oh, who refuses to shoot down a Chinese communist balloon until an EB's. You might know EB would have a comment on this. Well, I think everybody does. <laughs> it's funny how everybody has an opinion. I was watching some of the Sunday shows, and if you are a retired general, you either think that we just undermine Every everything militarily we ever did in the U.S., or this was a sage, wise thing of a of a good president, and everything in between. These retired generals <laughs> know exactly how bad this was. Yeah, you know, this is the kind of day we should. Uh, what's our What's our go to military guy from CBS? Oh, we'll get him uh, tomorrow, Jeff McCausland. Jeff McCausland. Yep, yeah, absolutely. we haven't talked to Jeff for a while. McCausland, yeah. But EB says I'm sure the bulk of today's show will be spent criticizing President Biden for waiting 
until the Chinese spy balloon was safely over water before ordering it shot down, rather than shooting it down sooner and risking harm to innocent people below, as so many Republican lawmakers wanted him to do. But I hope you'll spend at least as much time on the reports that three Chinese balloons entered U.S. airspace during the Trump administration, and he did nothing about any of them. Whatever conservatives think about how Biden handled the situation, at least he handled it, unlike his predecessor. Now, E.B., you would do well to actually wait until all the reports are in before you start writing this nonsense. First of all, President Biden ordered it shot down on Wednesday. It was the military who decided to let it go until it was uh, over water. It could have easily been shot down over Montana or North Dakota without any real danger to human life and increasing the chances of recovering the intricate me- mechanics inside the unit. And this from retired General McGranahan. Please right. continue. Uh, of course, when his tax returns were recently released, it came to light that Trump had a Chinese bank account during his presidency, despite his claims that he didn't. Another whopping Trump lie. People typically only have foreign bank accounts if they're doing business in that country's currency. I guess Trump did nothing about those three spy balloons because he didn't want to negatively impact whatever he had going uh, going on in that communist country. Well, first of all, even the people in the Biden administration admit that the President Trump didn't know about it. It wasn't reported up the chain. They were minor incursions that for some reason weren't either detected or reported until this incident came And they up. were different from this balloon, how? Uh, they were minor incursions. They just briefly passed over a part of the country. Okay. They were not allowed to be guided clear across our, in, our our military bases, and I guess the one place they came across is one of our nuclear missile silos. Anyway, it says, I can't wait to hear how everybody spins this to claim what Biden did was inexcusable and what Trump did was fine. Actually, sources linked are below, since Fox News probably won't cover either story, unquote. Fox News did cover, as did oh MSNBC. Gosh, yeah. Everybody did. MSNBC didn't. CNN and Fox both covered the fact that President Trump didn't know about it. Two key leaders, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, said they didn't. They never were told about it. Didn't happen, as far as they knew. Why? And why is that not a serious infraction because that you have a, a spy balloon that's going over your country, but you don't even tell the I military? I think one of the one of the talking heads I saw yesterday on Howie um, on Howie Kurtz's program, Media Buzz, said simply that every time something happens in the Biden administration, they look to do one of two things: either one, blame it on Trump, or two, show that Trump did it before them. Mm-hmm. You know, they never take responsibility well, for is anything. Is that not the truth, though? No, that's not the truth. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it is the truth that that's what they try. Yeah, no well, No, but I, I think uh, if President Trump uh, didn't have the military keyed up enough to react accordingly, that's his failing. Well, Trump said he would have shot it down, and I, and I don't think anybody believes he wouldn't have. I believe he would have shot it down. <laughs> he probably, and you know, when it came across, it first showed up in Idaho. It went across Canada. Why now, didn't Canada catch it? Do you believe the Biden it? administration, when they said that they jammed it so that it could it could no longer communicate. Did they say that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, that was in one of the reports that they made it so that it could lo- no longer communicate. And when did they do that? Uh, as soon as it was noticed, to Idaho, I think. Idaho, I, I, Idaho, yeah, that's yeah, where when, it came across the Canadian border found, in Idaho. When they first right? knew that it was definitely going to come on to the mainland. But it may have spotted it ahead of time. But it's funny how you can see this from the ground. A lot of the greatest video is from lay people. Yeah. But nobody's reporting this. 
I think what was interesting, too, is the fact that the Chinese are not are saying it was privately owned. They're not acknowledging. I mean, they, they don't. Where in international law is it okay to fly some device across somebody else's border? No, it's not. A few years ago when the, and a plane in, um, in, came into Chinese airspace, they forced it down and they held the people for two weeks. All right, folks, let's participate in the discussion about the balloon. We also talked about the state house and the moral failings of the House Democrats and the House Republicans in Harrisburg or the GOP and Democratic state parties in Harrisburg. What's your view on these topics? On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our telephone line is open. It's 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email Email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236, but do use the keyword OTM. What does uh, Tom say? Tom there? says, amazing how an ultra-maga party so full of clowns is afraid of a balloon. <laughs> a balloon. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Actually, Tom, you're making light of a very serious situation. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you All right. are. All right. We talked about the state house, talked about the balloon. Cindy, what is the topic du jour for you today? Well, I'll bite on the balloon to say this. I think that the administration mistook it for a refugee balloon, <laughs> only seeking a better way of life. That's why they didn't shoot it <laughs> Okay, down. here we go. So it Thank went you. out the other side of the country. Right, they're going to put it up in a hotel in New York. <laughs> no doubt, a three-star hotel, <laughs> right. full food service, and allow it to destroy it. But that's not what I called about. I, I called a week or so ago to complain about the Speaker of the Pennsylvania House and his listening tour and how he shut the house down for 60 days. But, you know, he's actually making an argument I've made in the past, which is we don't need a full-time legislature. Ah. If we can shut him down ah, for two go. months here and two months in the summer and two months, you know, November through the new year, now we're looking at part-time here, people. Mm-hmm. And we would save Buckaroo Bob. And this is not a revolutionary idea. This is something that's done throughout the country that there are legislatures. Texas doesn't meet 24-7-365. Yeah, Maryland's a couple months. Right. Get in, get out, get it done. Right? Mm-hmm. And stop all this nonsense that goes on. So I, I guess I owe him a bit of thanks because he's making my case. Well, Somehow we've all survived without the Pennsylvania legislature being functional. And if you followed the spotlight report, they said, what do people complain about? Lousy government. Yeah. And like, now, there's six different there's six different topics, but it all boils down to lousy government. Right. Dudes, you, you, these people in front of the room, are you listening? Oh, he was listening. Oh, gracious. And he devolved, you know... He goes into his whole little speech about how he wants his favorite thing, and unless he gets it, there will be no government. Well, I say, okay. You know, I'm, I've been able to get up every day and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and move about the, <laughs> move about the Commonwealth. And, you know, my life is none the worse for not having them in office. So, fine. Let's get rid of them. Let's make them part-time. Well, I, that's a radical solution to a problem. I'd rather cut down the number. I would like to do both, frankly. Well, yeah, but the problem is that, you know, if you need some help from your state representative, it's nice to have them there. And it's nice to have them able to do something about problems that come up. I just think there are too many of them. Well, Joe, I, I, while well, I hear what you say, this I found a certain irony. I appreciate Governor Shapiro. I think he's doing some good things. I pointed that out on Friday. And here's another thing, but here's something he's done that had me beating my head on the table. So... 
They all took a look at state government and they said, we are throwing up too many roadblocks to getting businesses started and working. So what is their solution? To go methodically after the roadblocks and remove them? No, 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 no. Their solution is to add yet more bureaucracy <laughs> to help you through the roadblocks they've put up. I mean, I just shook my head. I thought, oh, my God. Only in government could they come up with the solution that since we're the problem, let's have more of us, and that will be the solution. And who do you think, what political party do you think espouses this particular philosophy? Actually, both. Do you? Really? Yeah, because isn't it the Republicans who want to keep the film, the film offices that help to do, we give out all this free... uh, tax-free privileges Mm -hmm. to companies that come to make movies. I'm pretty sure that's backed by the Republicans. Well, yeah, but that's a revenue enhancement. building that cracker plant out there in uh, western Pennsylvania and giving them $2 billion tax break? Corbett. (laughs) Corbett. Right. Please. And the Republicans. And now they want to do it again. Want to do it even more. But for me, the irony is, if what you're doing is a problem, change what you're doing. Don't add more on top of it to fix what you're doing. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, isn't that the definition of insanity or something? I, I don't think know. so. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, I mean, really, we should be. This is not thoughtful. This is foolish. Uh, yes, he identified a problem. Good for him. But the solution is ridiculous. The solution is to go after the impediments. Just like, remember how Governor Wolf suspended a whole raft of rules and regulations because it was too hard to inflict them on us through COVID? He just waved a magic wand and suspended all kinds of rules and regulations. And I said, if we can live for two years without them, let's just do without them permanently. Well... You don't hear them doing that, do you? Oh, no, they can hardly wait to put them back into place. So, you know, government feeds itself. That's the problem. Government is, as I said last week, it lives for itself. And it will not, uh, it will resolutely resist and and demonize anyone who suggests there should be less government. Because this is kind of like, you know, they'll scream, oh, the poor people and the this and the that. Who, by the way, they poorly serve it best. You know, I had to laugh the other day when they were talking about this balloon because one of the generals said, well, it's going to fall down on a kindergarten, which (laughs) reminded me. Yeah, really. It reminded me of the whole highways thing. To get that highway bill passed, right, that raised us to the highest gas tax in the country, what did they say? Oh, the school buses will drive off the bridges and the children will drown in the rivers. That was the theme. If you listen to any of these political pontiffs, they were out there with the children. I haven't heard of a single school bus driving off a bridge. Did a bridge fall down? Yes, it did. And it was Pittsburgh's responsibility, and they failed to maintain it. And so then, in the end, PennDOT intervened to put the bridge back, and I understand the bridge is back in place now. No yeah. children fell off the cliff in Rapid that Rapid recovery program. Right. But anyway, I think we've, we've made the case, gentlemen. We can live without so much government. Let's, let's make them part-time. All right. Thanks. Sound <laughs> advice, but unfortunately they won't vote for us. Uh, no. So we're, no, we're stuck. No, they won't. They don't have that kind of courage. You know, what was, that, what was Kennedy's book? Profiles and Courage. Yep, no courage. I, we do get them in there. I think that Fred Keller was very courageous and standing up for things that weren't popular. He voted mm-hmm. against budgets, even though the Republican Party was pushing them through. He was courageous in his actions, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
they are such a minority as to only be a wee ripple in the pond. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. All right, we have an open line Cindy, now. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Well, yeah, you you want to keep supporting the Republican <laughs> debacle no, I, I in think, Harrisburg. I think she has a point, but I think the point that I would make is that we have too many of the people doing it, not that they're doing too much. You know, maybe they're not doing enough. We have Should, problems no, that we need to tackle no, in the state. No. They're doing way, way, way too much, and there's way, way, way too many of them. So the, this much is plainly obvious. Well, to, that's plainly obvious to, to you. People. It is not so obvious right. to me, however. Right, says our staunch <laughs> Republican supporter. 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. What's your view on this topic? Well, now we have two in active play. One is the State House and, and State Senate are way too big, and they have hundreds of members, and for what? Do we need that just to know what the will of the people is? It's funny, we have uh, hundreds of state House and Senate members. They go all over the place, and Mark Ruzzi, the speaker, goes out and learns more in one week than all the other House and Senate members have learned in a year, and he now knows what's wrong with government before he returns to so Harrisburg. he couldn't figure this out beforehand it. until he heard people well, talking. Isn't that what politicians are supposedly doing year in, year out, mm-hmm. day in, day out, listening to my constituents? I heard the voice of the people. I know what they need, and I'm going to deliver it. Maybe they don't work for us. Maybe well, who they, do they just work, for? work for them. Well, I, I think that's a overly simplistic. Mm, okay. You know, let's face it. We've created this system where people actually do have to campaign for office. We've set it up so that the members of the House have to do this every two years. They're in a constant cycle of fundraising and electioneering. And why is that? Because we've set that up oh, yeah. that way. We need to change House members getting a four-year term, limit three, House, Senate members, six-year term, limit two. Yeah, but now they've rigged the system by making sure the Republican parties are supporting certain candidates and certain individuals so we don't have truly open primaries. They don't support individuals who they don't support financially. Well, we've had closed primaries in Pennsylvania forever. I say open them up. I agree with that. Well, not open just closed up. primaries, but the Republicans in Harrisburg or Democrats in Harrisburg would favor certain candidates for these things. Yeah, we are a long way from sort of the ecumenical open government that you just described. They've done everything to rig the system, making sure that incumbents have a franking privilege in Harrisburg's version of it so they can send out copious mailings saying how wonderful and great and fantastic <laughs> they are. You know, hello, I'm Mark Lawrence, and I'm your state representative. Well, they all Just have the other day, days. I was talking to veterans and right. giving them a new flag from the Capitol. <laughs> and there's something wrong with that? Pandering to veterans and farmers is no way to lead. I'm sorry. Well, the it, best way to lead. Is it pandering them, or is it recognizing them for their contract? Is that wrong? <laughs> Joe, you, you want to dump Joe. on veterans? Is that ah, what you're doing here today? Uh, you're funny. All right. To be continued, folks, what's your view on this topic? We're talking about how significantly busted Harrisburg is. Joe says it's just fine. Keep it going, but with fewer of them. Right. 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars. Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across the board. We yep. haven't called attention to Mr. Superlative on the other side of the glass. Rob Center taking good care of us. He is our producer today. Uh, Bloomberg reporting Chinese surveillance balloons flew over the continental U.S. at least three times during the Trump years, according to a senior administration officials. But key details about the incursions weren't widely known until after Joe Biden took office. Former President President Donald Trump and some senior officials who work for him have denied knowing that Chinese airships entered U.S. airspace on their watch, while some members of the Trump administration eventually realized that unidentified objects were Chinese spy vessels. Those intelligence conclusions often took weeks, particularly because the balloons included jamming systems to hide their true intent, Trump era officials said. The former president was never presented an opportunity to shoot a balloon down. And do you think he would have hesitated one moment to shoot it down? Well, I don't. Well, that's fine. Okay, maybe he's more hawkish than uh, Biden is. But is not ignorance a, a greater fault if President Biden does whatever he thinks is the right thing okay. and eventually shoots it down? Is not knowing nothing about skies, their spies at 60,000 feet, isn't that a greater failure? Not really, because <laughs> okay. he's not the president of the United States isn't outside the White House all day long with a pair of spy glasses looking up to the skies to see if something's no, floating over that doesn't CNN belong there. In his office. You're Watching Fox all day. If they doesn't get reported up, how many times do you think things happen in this country that don't get reported to the president? And then he winds up. It winds up becoming known, and he winds. And this happens to both Republicans and Democrats. And then he winds up getting egg in his face because somebody finally the story finally does come out. No one person can know everything. I mean, Joe Biden. I will give the man credit when he when he found out that it was there. He did give the order to shoot it down. The military decided to let it go until it got out over the ocean. I think they should have shot it down the minute the president gave the authorization. And I don't know that he waited too long. I don't know that he acted too quickly. I don't know that he did the right thing. But I think he did do something, so we'll give him credit for that. All right. To be continued. That's the best we can get from Joe, so we'll take it. We'll take a break for CBS News. Find out what's the latest absolutely devastating earthquake in Turkey. Hundreds lost there. We'll be talking about those, plus the latest on the balloon. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We've talked about the many machinations of the balloon and the many opinions about what was the right thing and the wrong thing and and uh, how culpable President Biden is and how innocent President Trump is. And so maybe that's uh, something you have an opinion about, you wish to comment on. We also talked about the State House and how useless they are. So we got we it all We did not talk about how useless they are. We talked about the fact that they fund themselves <laughs> lavishly. You can summarize it however you want, but in any event, uh, we would invite your opinion on these topics. We had two brand new emails, plus we got two old ones. When Steve Portnoy was on, one of our good listeners says he's ultra liberal, and so uh, <laughs> what's your view on that topic? Yeah, we Steve's should read ultra liberal. I uh-huh. didn't come on, come off with that. Well, that's uh, but you're a rhino then. So I guess I must. Up. Well, I've been called that on this show before. <laughs> so, well, being a common sense Republican conservative. And you're a dino. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tea dino, a terrible dino. So, all right. So we would invite you to weigh in on our topics today if you would like to. 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WDKOK. You can email us at on the mark at WDKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We're looking for solutions here. What should we do about the state house? Joe says reducing the number of state House members would be an okay thing. I say shut them down six months out of the year. Uh, if David Rowe were here, what would you suggest to him to take a message back to Harrisburg to try to fix Harrisburg? Maybe seal Quit. up the... What? <laughs> Quit? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Seal up the vortex so their brains don't get removed once they get inside the Harrisburg Beltway comes to mind. Uh, we also talked a little bit about the balloon. There's a wide range of opinions about what the right thing to do with that balloon was. So what's your view on that? What is the whole reason for political parties? Power and money. No, Same as I ever. mean, it's, obviously no, it was it. an organization. In theory, in theory, it's an organization of similarly like-minded people mm-hmm. who want to put together the best possible candidates representing their philosophy, and then hopefully have them get elected. And then go. But to what it. if we didn't have political parties? What if people who wanted to run had to get the same number of signatures from anybody? If you have to get three hundred signatures to get on the ballot, it could be any three hundred people as long as they're registered to vote. No party label, then that you're, you're just responsible At for large. going out. Right, you're just responsible for going out and convincing the public that you are the best qualified candidate to represent them. There is then no Republican House Speaker. They all get together then because nobody's been elected by a party. They're not beholden to a party. They're not beholden to adapt to their philosophy to the party's philosophy. They are just there to represent the people that. If sent everything them there. were at large, we would form cliques, and the cliques would control everything. We would form clumps. What do we have now? We have clumps. the Republican clique. We have the Democratic clique. Right. I'm just saying if you reform to the point where everything was at large and people had an opportunity. and Not at large. That's a diff- That's a distinction. It's, uh, at okay. large would imply that anybody ran all over the state. Okay. That's not the case. There would still be districts. There would still be legislative districts, Senate districts, okay. House districts. The difference is that when they go to run, they don't go to a party for their endorsement. They don't belong to a party. They just get signatures on a <laughs> petition and they run. 
And maybe there would be, in the primary, there would be maybe 25 people, and the top two or three vote-getters survive for the general election. So Joe has a novel idea. It's not novel. Other people have... Allow the Republicans and Democrats in Harrisburg to cut the big, fat, juicy limb that they're sitting on. Let's see if they would go for it. (laughs) 570. I didn't say anybody would ever adopt it. (laughs) Right. 570-743-9565. Well, I think if you want to think of better ways to run government, you could do that, but make the elections more open. You know, there's closed primaries that only last The way I'm proposing, they'd be wide open. Right. They'd be 100% wide open. There would be no party endorsements. There would be no candidate that has to overcome the party endorsement given to somebody clumps. else? We'd still form clumps and endorse. Yeah, but they would be smaller clumps. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, You know, certainly people, like-minded people would maybe. band together, don't you think? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Clumps are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a buzz, folks. I don't think you could find, uh, you know, what? how many people are in the state house? Four, is it not 400? <laughs> 430. No, oh, that's, that's the U.S. House. Um, um, 126, isn't it? I forget. You what was look that it up number? While I do the news. Fred Keller always used that number one twenty six. I think it's 50, two something. Two something. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We're great at civics, except the one of the most important numbers in Harrisburg. Yeah, two twenty six. You might be on it. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our number is five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You can email us at on the market and you can text us at seven zero two three six. Include the key. Word OTM. We would love to hear from you today. Some very brief news headlines here. 203. 203. Okay, 203. 203. i got to put that back in my head. It was up there earlier, but it fell out. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Penn Live is reporting. A former congressman and U.S. attorney is seeking the position of Lycoming County DA where he started his elective career. Tom Marino, age 70, announced Sunday he is a Republican candidate for district attorney in Lycoming County. The current DA, Ryan Gardner, chose not to seek re-election but is running for judge. Quote, I don't like being retired, unquote, Marino said in a telephone interview from his Vero Beach, Florida home where he said he and his wife would be moving back to Williamsport. They moved to Florida in October but said they'd be returning to Williamsport where they still own property and their adopted children, Chloe and Victor, live. Marino defeated incumbent Democrat Chris Carney and served in Congress uh, from, the twel- from the 10th and then the 12th district from... Uh, well, four terms. Question, does this make him a carpetbagger since he's coming from Florida, the way you accused a certain f- candidate of my choice of being a carpetbagger? I don't know. Tom Marino wouldn't be my first choice anymore. <laughs> you know, this ultra-maga stuff that he did and resigning so fast into his uh, term just so it could stay a placeholder seat for Republicans. None of that sits well with me. And Tom and I were acquainted back when he was the DA in the back in the day, but uh, uh, of course then he stopped talking to us. The last time he was in our studios was 2018, then he stopped talking to us. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Seems I would, to be a thing with Congress. I wouldn't vote. Well, it's not just... <laughs> they don't talk to us. It's other people, too. Okay. Uh, some people don't like... Some people do not like difficult questions on the air. If you want to send them an email and say, why did you vote for this? That was a terrible vote. It's rotten, awful. Uh, that's fine. But if you ask them hard questions on the air, they say, well, well I don't need this. I just got to get reelected. Tom did it. Uh, Fred Keller did it. And uh, who else? Somebody else won't talk to us. Well, somebody, I can't forget. <laughs> they're, they're not top <laughs> of the mind. But uh, in any event, okay, so all the way back to Tom Marino. Yes, he wants to be in charge of 
of law enforcement. There's some irony there, too, in Lycoming County. Uh, there will be roving DUI patrols and DUI checkpoints conducted by Sealance Grove State Police during what they're calling the Mardi Gras weekend. We're assuming that's February 17th, the days uh, prior to Ash Wednesday, though Mardi Gras is uh, really up to and including just Ash Wednesday, which is the following Wednesday. Anyway, state police say they don't say where the checkpoints will be located. They also are reminding motorists about the duty of drivers in emergency response areas to give wide berth to emergency responders along roadways. Big day in Shemokin tomorrow and Wednesday when the revitalization efforts move forward again. We are trying to bring all the citizens in Shemokin together to basically brainstorm. We have four goals and naturally it's to improve the area economy. We want to instill pride and hope for our future. Tomorrow's session of revitalization, says Kathy Jeremiah, co-chair of the steering committee for the Shemokin Reconvening Public Workshop, uh, will be held tomorrow, 4 to 7 p.m., and then Wednesday, 9 to 4, at the Mother Cabrini Church. You can hear her interview about Shemokin's revitalization, taking a giant step forward this week. Uh, She's on the WKOK podcast page. A Pennsylvania lawmaker proposing is proposing allowing undocumented undocumented Pennsylvania students who were brought to the U.S. as an immigrant to be eligible for in-state tuition. This ought to give you a, a headache, Joe. It already is. Okay, State <laughs> Representative Kevin Boyle of Philadelphia, Democrat, said in a memo to House members he plans to introduce legislation that the so-called dreamers, undocumented children of individuals of parents in the U.S. illegally, uh, would be eligible to enjoy Pennsylvania tuition rates at any state institution or community college. He says those requirements would include but wouldn't be limited to graduation from a public or non-public secondary school in the state, payment of state income taxes for at least three years before college enrollment, and providing an affidavit to the college or university that a student will apply to become a permanent resident. All right, that's not terrible. Right. Well, yeah, they're living here, and in many... Most cases, I think the families are working here, but they're still undocumented. Uh, let's see. One state, now this is nationally, not uh, locally. Uh, one state is trying to make the day after the Super Bowl an official holiday. Americans have complained about this for years, a Super Bowl headache the day after the <laughs> Super Bowl. The whole country comes to a halt to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, and then we all drag our butts to work on Monday. <laughs> this is CBS. <laughs> are they, is CBS allowed to use that word, but Apparently they are. Okay. In Tennessee, however, lawmakers are trying to rectify the situation. They have proposed. Th- Are you okay, Joe? Nothing. That's just use of that word. Situation? Rectify. Ah, okay, on the butt <laughs> phrase. You said they were sitting on their butts and rectifying. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> they have proposed that the Monday after the big game be an official holiday. Of course, that would mean nothing for anybody who lives outside the volunteer state, Tennessee. But maybe if one state does it, for the rest, uh, will too. Well, I know there's two school districts, Wissahickon, Wiss- Wiss- am I saying that right? And one other school district in Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia region are hoping that uh, they'll have... Uh, they can come into school late on the day after the Super yeah, Bowl. They have a two-hour delay. Two-hour delay, right. Right. So um, that seems fair enough. I think we should all have a two-hour delay, although I'd probably still have to come Will in. we have a two-hour delay here on On the Mark? Because I'm planning I don't on staying think so. up to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, it wouldn't apply to radio. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Uh, Nothing see. ever applies to us. Now, here's something. Oh, guess what? 
But this applies to Pennsylvania. (laughs) In Oklahoma City, a federal judge has ruled that the federal law prohibiting people who use marijuana from owning firearms is unconstitutional. That's the latest challenge to firearms regulations after the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority set new standards for reviewing the nation's gun laws. Lawyers for Gerald Harrison had argued that their client's Second Amendment rights to bear arms was being violated by a federal law that makes it illegal for unlawful users of, or addicts of controlled substances to possess firearms. Well, man, give me back my gun, man. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> hey, man. So, we haven't heard from Stone Joe and a while. You he, took my guns, man. He's bad. Anyway, I'm Harris, mellow. I know. Harrison had been charged. Yeah, the, the worst thing you'd ever kill would be a bag of chips. Right. Harrison had been charged after being arrested by, in Oklahoma following a traffic stop, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, and Pennsylvania echoed this law and said if you want to use medical marijuana, you cannot have any firearms, which is a cockamamie stupid thing if there ever was Right, one. because don't they take the TCH or whatever it is out of that? Well, time? I don't know about the chemical. I don't remember about the chemical make of a pot, but the fact is marijuana users aren't big gun murderers or anything. How do you know? <laughs> because thousands <laughs> of people in Pennsylvania use marijuana and are perfectly safe with a firearm. I mean, and maybe they don't do it at the same time. And you know time. this how? <laughs> because I used to do it. <laughs> All right. Stan, you're on the Another mark. admission here on On the Mark, <laughs> yeah, folks. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, good morning. Boy, you're starting the morning off great. I didn't hear the first half hour. Maybe I'm... I don't know whether I'm disappointed or glad that We're I did. But anyway. <laughs> uh, in-state tuition. Who's pushing the in-state tuition uh, price for uh, illegals? Well, uh, Not uh, illegals all. Dreamers. Dream, yeah, just the dreamers. Just no, dreamers. they're illegals. Joe, Joe. They're uh, illegals. Okay. Kevin Boyle. But not by their own choosing. State Representative that, Kevin Boyle. That, that's too bad. I feel for them, <laughs> but that's too bad. Okay? Violate the law. My, my, what was the rules? Have to pay state income tax for at least three years before? Is that part of it? Yeah, you have to be a, a citizen uh, in good standing in many ways. No, they're not a citizen, Mark. Although illegal. Yeah, they're not a citizen. No, he's so they're going to pay. But what ways. is. Uh, uh, wait a minute. What is one thing you need to pay your taxes? Last time I checked, you need a Social Security number, correct? To pay your to pay your federal taxes, but not your state taxes. Oh, no, I think your state form is. It's well, a, they want it. It's an identifier. Yeah. That's right. They want it. So, how are they going to pay taxes if they have no Social Security number? Because technically, they're not citizens, and they can't legally get a Social Security number. I want an answer to that. But are. If they were born, well, you're right. If they were brought here, they're not citizens. If they were born here, they're citizens no matter what. Well, then they're not dreamers. Right. Yeah, the students have to meet certain standards. Boyle says those requirements would include, but would not be limited to, graduation from a public or non-public secondary school in the state. In other words, they've been attending high school somewhere in the state. Payment of state income taxes for at least three years before college enrollment. So they must it must be assuming these kids have a job somehow, and providing an affidavit to the college or university that a student will apply to become a permanent resident. Well, see, and that there's another problem, okay? You're rewarding these people that violated the law. Now, I will grant it, the kids that were brought here didn't knowingly and willingly violate the law. But that doesn't matter. Ignorance of the law 
is no excuse because well, that's not what really... laws can I violate and still be rewarded that's for That's not ignorance of the law. That's not a good analogy. It's not ignorance. They, they had nothing to do with it. Their parents brought them here. You want to punish the children for the sins of the parents? That doesn't make they sense. That's left. not the American uh, way. Now, see, that there there you go. There what, you go laws, <laughs> what laws can be violated? Because whether they willingly or not violated the law, they still did. Now, what law can I violate and be rewarded for? So what are you saying, that the minute the child came out of the womb, or they brought a three-year-old child here, the child should have stood at the border and said, no, I'm not going in there, it's illegal. Well, no, the parents should have had the common sense not to, and our fine administration, now I'm going to talk today because then these people are going to college abroad here 20 years ago or whatever it was, and that was under a different administration. The administration, our government, the ones that are assigned the job of protecting our country and the borders, failed period. Now, what is the one law that I can break that I will be rewarded for? Well, let's see. Bank robbery, if you get away with it. (laughs) But I'm not getting away with it. But, okay, so they've gotten away with it so far. But we know that they're here illegally because they're signing themselves up as dreamers. Stan, they're trying to make it so that if you uh, didn't pay your federal student loan back, you'll be rewarded with a reduced loan. Okay. Although that's, it's hard to say that that's um, illegal. You know, it's just that's like just a, violating your contract. Well, right. That's, let that's let me let me interrupt your Simon Legree like tactics here and, and ask you this question: What would you do with the kids who were brought here through no? fault of their own, and their parents, um, you know, are illegals. So what would you do with the kids? You don't, obviously don't want well, to let them be citizens. With, well, I would do bundle them up with the parents and send them back to where they came from. But I see you're saying after they've been here 10, 15 years, right? Is that what you're talking? I, I'm saying that they did. They were they were brought here by their parents. They no, had I, no choice no, in I the matter. I ask you a question, Joe. You're saying after 10 or 15 years they were here illegally because their parents brought them I don't here, know what correct? I don't know what time period you want to assign to it, but if if I bring... Well, they're, they're going to college, Joe. It's at least okay. whatever. If I bring my three-year-old kid across the border illegally, right. you know, uh-huh. and, and I'm, I'm a, I wind up, and I've done this in the past, it's not today, right? We're talking about people who have had this happen to them years ago. That's what that's okay. what your point is. But I'm saying those little kids, when they came across, they had no option to turn around and go back. They had no concept that they were doing the wrong thing. You know, they they were the innocent uh-huh. victims here as much okay. as Joe likes people who are grandfathered okay. in. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you that, Joe, and I understand that. But they're being rewarded with permanent residency, which has a whole lot of rights to, to include it with that. Now, they can't vote. Well, they're not supposed to vote. I'll put it to you that way. So, yes, they will never get permanent residency. They will never get a pathway to citizenship. They will just be in limbo, in my opinion. Well, that's what if they, they are now. We can't Stan. Send, if we can't send them back, Stan, that's then they're what going they, to be in limbo. That's what they are now. They're in limbo. Well, they're here in great. this country. And they should stay that way. <laughs> okay? I, you know, it's the tax rate. So over the years that they were in this country illegally, the taxpayer in whatever community they were in were funding the schools that they were going to. Okay? Now, their parents may have been working and paying sales tax with the money they were. But if they were here illegally, they weren't paying their income tax the way they should have because they didn't have a legal Social Security number which is how 
sales taxes are paid. I mean, our income taxes are paid, correct? Let me ask you this. Let's assume for a minute that these kids have become, grown up and become productive members of society, and their parents have largely assimilated into the United States of America. How do we benefit <laughs> by sending them back? If they're productive citizens, well, they might be more productive you know, than what, normal citizens. Again, what law may I violate that I will be rewarded for? I'm saying you look at it on a case-by-case basis. If the parents turned out to be criminals, if that's one thing. If they turned out to be hard-working people uh, who are paying somehow taxes, they're, they're meeting their obligations as citizens, Why do we be- how do we benefit by throwing them out of the country? I, now, I differentiate between that and the people coming across the border right now. Send them back. Sh- get them on a bus. Don't put them in a hotel in New York. Put Send them, them back balloon. where they came from. But the dreamers are a different situation. That there is lies the problem. These people weren't caught and sent back because we had a failed border policy. Period. We At didn't all. secure in the border. We're not. It's even worse now. Look, we allow a Chinese send a, send a balloon with whatever equipment was under that spying on this country, and the government just left it go because what were we told? We can't shoot it down. It might come down and injure somebody on the ground. When it was across the middle of Alaska, they have the flight path. Middle of Alaska. There ain't a whole lot of people there. Could have dumped it there. Down across Wyoming, Montana. Could have dumped it there. Ain't a whole lot of people there. But no, we didn't. So why, may I ask, doesn't the government do its job and protect the citizens of this country from illegal invasion? Well, I don't want to come in down to Montana. It might hit the Dutton Ranch. Well, and plus, what is <laughs> what happens if uh, it contains the very latest... That's a Yellowstone <laughs> joke, in case you don't get I, it. I, I, I know, it. I understood. <laughs> okay, thank you. I did, yeah, thank you. I didn't get it. But what it, what happens if in the box you don't watch the it. balloon is the latest COVID-20 vaccine? Or not vaccine, but 20 virus. You know, they made it in a lab and put it up there and said, don't shoot it down or you'll release this virus over the U.S. Are you worried about uh, that? Mark, did yeah. we know what was under there? No. Did, did, were they in contact with the Chi-Coms? No, I and said, what Chi-Coms if? And the chi told them it was a virus in there? Don't what shoot if? it down or you're going to be infected? Because that would be an act of war. All right, and Stan, what, what's your view on the fact that Donald Trump didn't even know that he had three balloon incursions? He didn't even know it. Well, did they, did they really? Because, quite frankly, I think that's a lie. Because we all know how they, <laughs> the news media treated Trump and how the deep state treated Trump. If that had actually happened, it would have been on the news 24-7 for at least three weeks. Well, And it wasn't. So I call that Bullstein. <laughs> it's a country in Germany. It must be. <laughs> it's a new country. It's right next. I call it bovine excrement, it's but that's all right. That call, too. call it whatever exactly. you want to. Listen, we, we've come a long way from the dreamers, but, you know, I understand what you're saying with respect to people who have come into this country illegally. But I think you, you've got to draw a distinction between those who knowingly violated the law and those who are brought here in violation of the law but unable to change that circumstance. And that's what a kid is. Okay. Uh, Joe, I understand what you're coming from. I I understand that. And, and, and yeah, my, my, my sympathetic side says, sure, but they shouldn't be rewarded with a pathway to citizenship, which is what some of them had talked about. Now, you say allow them permanent residency. Okay. Allow them permanent residency. And, and, and in my opinion, they should pay an extra 5% on all taxes, period, <laughs> to pay for the penalty. Payback. You say they shouldn't be rewarded, but why should they be punished? That's well, because 
They are, should be, just like the Why? parents should be. They should be bundled up and sent back. But they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't knowingly violate our laws. Their parents did. Okay. If, your fa- if your father you know, robbed a I bank... I probably violate at least the one law right now I'm going to Harrisburg. I'm probably violating the speed limit law. If your no father... Lane, maybe. Stan. Because uh, I haven't seen the speed Stan. limit sign. Stan, if your Hold father on. robbed a bank, would you want to go to jail for it? No. Well, it's but the we same would thing. be separated, wouldn't we? It's the same thing. We would be separated, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, you would be. Oh, we're way behind. <laughs> exactly. And that's the, that's the other thing that the Biden oh, administration Sorry. is growing Jeez. about. All the, re, how, how the reunification of families because the children were uh, criminally separated from their right, parents when the they road. came across the border. There's a whole host of problems here. Well, and your, your anger knows no bounds today, but there is a uh-huh. boundary and you've crossed it. We're, we've got to move on. It's Thanks, time. Dan. All right. Have a good one. You too. I'm Thank going you, to sir. have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Well, you do. <laughs> but not not yet. All right. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six. I do it once a day. I know. Five seven zero seven four three. Wait till your cat. Wait till I, I was going to say, wait till it's I get over be there. Oh, another deal. Five seven zero seven four three WK. Okay, that's Five seven zero seven three seven four three nine five six five. You can email us as uh, three people have done today at on the market wkok.com, and you can text us as two individuals have done, or at least maybe the same person twice. At uh, that is seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. mm, out of auto repair. Welcome back. Uh, I'll read EB's rebuttal. EB says, so three Chinese spy balloons came into American airspace and Trump didn't know. He must have been too busy watching television. Yeah, he watches Fox. And when Trump was president and did something wrong, his administration either blamed Obama or said Obama did it first. Sound familiar? I didn't say that there weren't Democratic and Republican hypocrites, but the problem is now Joe Biden, EB, campaigned that he was going to be better than Donald Trump. He wasn't going to be doing the same things Donald Trump was doing. How's that working out for you, E.B.? <laughs> One of our... He's 20 times better than Donald Trump, I can uh, tell you right no, now. No, he isn't. On the topic of reducing the size of the state government. Yeah, it says, if you want to save America, we have to defund the government. Now, there's an idea. All right. And on the idea of Tom Marino going back to being district attorney? WRR says, during the 90s, I served on a Lycoming County task force to address school safety and security with Tom Marino. The task force held regular meetings for about two years. During that time, it became 
obvious to the members that Mr. Marino only attended sessions when he knew the media would be present. Hence, those of us on the task force that did all the work nicknamed him Showboat Tom. He is running for DA to feed his ego, not for the people of Lycoming County. I would suspect he is running for DA to feed his bank account. The salary is like 100000 a a year. Yeah, but you actually have to work, don't you? Well, yeah, but if you're good at it and you surround yourself with great lawyers, it's not that hard. You don't have to prosecute the cases. You just have how to... Many, how many deputy district attorneys are there in Lycoming County? Oh, at least a half a dozen. There's quite a few. It's a big case, and they have a lot of uh, you know criminal cases to prosecute. So I don't think it would be that hard for them, and it'd be easy money. You could do it for one <laughs> term and you know get a nice million dollars out of it. He has many nicknames. Here it's Showboat Tom. It was Casino Marino when he was running for the House. Right. So yeah, He was going to be our uh, drug czar. should be interesting to see who runs against him in the primary. I think Tom would probably garner enough votes. There's probably enough people who don't know him uh, who would vote for him, and that would uh, put him back in office. Uh, Bill from Bloomsburg, PA. You are on the mark. Go right ahead. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody's getting the, the, the full picture of what Trump was trying to do with the border, right? Uh, building the wall, having a pro- process where you come in, you go through the process, you get your social security card, you get your uh, DNA if needed, or not that they, they, they had, but uh, you came across your legal, uh, these open borders, and and the, the kids that are uh, low-income families are going to be tied up, and they're the ones that are going to suffer because they're not going to get the, the scholarships and, and the assistance. And also, I'd love to know, the University of Penn, all the China money that was coming in, what was the the increase on uh, China students that were brought in and, and forced the Pennsylvania student out? Like this guy in Philadelphia, this Boyle, if, if you look at the, 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 the Pennsylvania, the kids that are getting booted, because it's going to the higher money where they could get more money from China to put a kid in college or have the state pay for it or give funding, that the citizens are the ones that are hurting. The, the, the kids that are walking up and down the streets, they're the ones that are suffering. And, and they don't see the whole picture that when Trump went at that border, he was allowing people in, and they were getting jobs, they were getting uh, uh, Social Security numbers, like you said, and everything was done legal. Right. Well, and I think what uh, President Biden is doing is inconscionable and impeachable. He ain't doing nothing. Well, that, that's what I mean. It's, you know, and I, you know, I understand compassion. I understand these people are in harm's way, but half of them are coming from two countries over. And I think uh, there's no reason to have a porous border. If you're going to have a lot of asylum seekers, stop them at the border. Don't let them into the U.S. and then but, let them claim. But now you know, they have an app. Now the Biden administration, the coup, has an app that these people in the other country can click a button and they bypass all the, the needed stuff and they get right in and they're not, they, they don't go on the number tally as an illegal alien. What do they go on as? Well, in any uh, event, look, the Boris is porous. The border's porous. The Boris is porous. <laughs> Thank you. And I got to <laughs> offer, and I got to say this. 
What fake news made the report that that thing was over three times during Trump's presidency? That that, was that's on a Fox. bunch of crock. Yeah, I saw it on Fox yesterday. It probably is not true, but it was on Fox Well, yesterday. yeah, but they just reported the allegation. They didn't right. make a comment about yeah. it one way or the other. Yeah, that's where I saw it on Howie Kurtz. Yeah, on Howie Kurtz. Believe me, believe in God, if Trump would have known, and if it did come over, he wasn't told about it because... There's a there's a lot of deep state coup in that in that presidential election that we're trying to overthrow him because they're all bought and paid for. What's worse, not knowing at all whatsoever that there's three spy balloons going over your country, or not doing the they right thing for one all of them? They're probably the that they've been buying. They've been buying everything in this country. They control the San Francisco Bay. They control the Panama Canal on both ends. They're buying up all our United States countries uh, companies that they could get their hands on and our debt. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of our debt. And they own President Biden and Hunter, so they're they're pretty wealthy. All right, we've got to hit the road, Bill, but thank you Thanks, so much. Bill. Take care. Yep, very much appreciated. All right, we're going to take another quickie break, but I have got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I haven't been to the Sunbury Motor Company in almost 12 hours. Dropped off their truck yesterday so they could take a look-see at it and do what they want to do. But uh, before I left, they said, uh, make sure you check this vehicle out. Brand new vehicle that they have. It's a Hyundai, and fantastic car. It's going to get about uh, three, uh, 33 miles to the gallon or so. Uh, it is the Hyundai Venue, and uh, $24,000 is the sticker price. So uh, you haven't seen a vehicle that can uh, really get great gas mileage. This is a true economy car. How else can you drive away with a fantastic brand-new vehicle for $24,000? They have two of them on the lot. One is only $23,000. True economy car. Yes, Joe, it has power windows and air conditioning, things you require. Amen. So, and uh, it is capable of going almost 100 miles an hour, so it is capable of uh, exceeding the posted legal speed limit. So, oh, Joe, That's you, an absolute requirement. Right. This <laughs> car could be for you. It's the Hyundai Venue. they got a pair of them down at the Sunbury Motor Company right now. They would just love to talk to you about those, whether it is a Hyundai or a Kia or a Ford in your uh, future. They would just love to c- converse with you and find out uh, what your needs are so they could super serve them. SunburyMotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I put out the telephone number, and this man dialed it. Mike from Bloomsburg. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, I want to talk about energy first, but a question just came to my mind. Uh, You know, I had the opportunity to spend some time in uh, China, uh, meet a lot of people there, 
learn a lot about their culture, and even when they came to the United States, interact with them. And also in Russia, a lot of those people that are uh, my peers in my work uh, industry came over here, and I got to interact with them. And my nickname with them was Dissident. You can imagine that. But in any case, <laughs> I was just kind of like reflecting on that now that I'm retired, sitting around with nothing to do. And I asked myself, so many people think this country is heading in the wrong direction. So my question to my friends on the left, and, and you guys don't have to answer it, is, hey, friends on the left, are we degrading to be more like China or more like Russia? And uh, I think there could be a debate on that, and I haven't made up my mind. But as far as energy is concerned, you know, if people people are really whining about how much money the oil companies are making, they like to, you know, throw that in my face and post it and say, and the oil companies are, you know, getting rich, you know, by raising these prices. But they need to think back to during the pandemic when the oil prices crashed. Companies were actually having to pay people to take the oil out of their tanks. Okay, they weren't getting money for it; they were paying to get rid of it. Okay, so they have gone from that to a situation now where there's a huge demand, and the supply is somewhat limited. And I'm going to place the blame for the supply and the uh, the futures prices going up because of this administration and the Democrats attacking oil and petroleum products. And the reality is this: people are, you know, still inflation is very high. Okay, it's coming down a little bit, but it's still high. When they hike the prices of oil and, and energy, it's actually four price hikes. And I heard this on the uh, TV, actually. It's not mine. But they said you have to pay to get the raw materials to the factory. That costs money, and the higher the energy prices are, the higher it costs. Then the finished product has to go to the warehouse. There's the second price hike. Then from the warehouse to the store, that's another price hike. And then if you go to the store and bring that home, that's another price hike. So by this administration and the Democrats' attack on petroleum and not doing it in a rational, reasoned way to give people time to adjust to going to clean energy, they have created inflation and four price hikes that you have to pay when you buy something at the store. And we don't hear people talking about that. We hear people with Trump derangement syndrome. We have we hear people with now DeSantis, DeSantis derangement syndrome. <laughs> That's and new, they're huh? not really worried about what's happening for real for people like me you guys and your listeners. And that's what has me torqued this morning. I started off this morning happy, but all I had to do was pick up a piece of paper, write a couple of notes down about what I think the problem is, and darn it, I'm not happy anymore. Well, I think we're sorry about that. We've known for a while that uh, oil is exceedingly inflationary as the prices go up because we've just seen over and over again, as soon as the price of a barrel of oil goes up that the U.S. is utilizing, everything else trickles up. And you mentioned four ways, but really, I think it's more ubiquitous than that. You know, it's also like the cost of illegal immigrants. People think, well, okay, so they're getting jobs maybe uh, teenagers could get or other people, but it does it isn't that. It's it's inflation, it's food costs, it's welfare costs, it's education costs. So all of these things are highly inflationary. If the Biden administration has bungled oil prices so badly, why are they going down? Why are prices going down now? Well, it it all goes down to the supply and demand curve. I mean, I I can tell you this. I, I don't have to worry about paying my bills, okay? You know, we have enough money at the end of the month to start off the next month ahead a little bit so it's not a a big thing for me 
filling up my gas tank. However, I can tell you that I don't like the pain at the pump, and I have adjusted my driving habits. Sure. I combine trips now. I decide not to go places. So a lot of people like that are doing the same thing. And another thing that people forgot, when you shut down oil wells and refineries and stuff, you just don't snap your fingers and start them up in a day. It could take weeks, months, who knows how long to get them up to full capacity. So when the, when the economy broke loose, guess what? People broke loose because they were sick and tired of staying in their homes and, and all that business. So they, And they wanted to do stuff. They wanted to fly. They wanted to drive. They wanted to go on cruises. And that all uses energy. So there was a huge shock to the system, and that caused prices to skyrocket. But unfortunately, they just didn't come down as fast as people had hoped to. But they're coming down now, just like you say. Right. So I and I think that's you know the Biden administration. One of our good f- folks like yourself who understands but the petroleum industry says you know political administrations have about a ten percent impact on the price of uh, petroleum that we have to pay in the U.S. and it is mostly based on words, not even so much policies. You know, like Excel pipeline and refiners. It's mostly based on what they think the administration is doing. And what what President Biden did was say that you know we're going to de-emphasize fossil fuels. And that may have been a factor in helping the prices to go higher. But nonetheless, uh, most analysts say that the price of crude oil is going to stabilize. And now, whether President Biden or Trump or anybody else had anything to do with it, but that's what's going to happen. The post-pandemic uh, what spike is well, I don't know over. Where you're, you're buying gas, but I see gas going up again. Right. Yeah, it it's is not going, going down. It is going up slightly now at the pump, right at street right. level. Well, that's where, that's where the but, rubber hits the road, right? right? But that's fine. But that supposedly is going to stabilize now. But see, that's, uh, and now Mike will appreciate this, the the prediction that gasoline prices that Joe and I pay is going to stabilize is pre-China. You know, if we're going to get in a big fat fight with China now over the balloon or anything else or Taiwan or anything like else, all bets are off. But you know what this really the, points out? The global out? oil market's going to go nuts. You know, you talk, Mike, about what upsets you when you wake up in the morning. I'll tell you what upsets me is the amount of dependence we have on China. Someone pointed out they're buying up our property right and left. They're uh, assuming massive amounts of our debt. They're manufacturing things that we used to manufacture here in this country. And we're not doing a darn thing about it. We're giving lip service to the fact that we need to buy America and we need to reignite American entrepreneurship and American industry, but we aren't doing a darn thing about it. Do I have to stand up for this speech? Yes, you do. Mike, we'll let you finish up. I got it from Ronald Reagan. (laughs) Make no mistake about it. China is at war with us, okay? And it's not right now a shooting war, but they're they're doing everything they can to destroy us, And, and that is just a fact. And, and I just feel that we do not have our eye on the ball. So many of my friends on the left, they're, they're yakking about Trump. They're yakking about DeSantis. I mean, I don't even I know nothing about DeSantis. So how important is this guy right now to my life that they should be spending all this time yakking about him and, and saying that he's evil, he's a racist, he's a Nazi? Come on, give me a break. Well, I think people, uh, the reason you're talking so much about 2024 is people need hope. You know, it's obviously we had one pathetic administration and now another. People think, oh, my God, please tell us 2024 is right around the corner and get a real president in there. You may be interested in this story since you used the word racist in connection with Ron DeSantis. Black leaders in Miami apologized to Governor DeSantis after one of its members called him a racist. Pierre Rutledge, chairman of the Miami-Dade Black Affairs Advisory Board, 
issued a statement on behalf of his board that apologized to DeSantis for a comment made at their Wednesday meeting from a member who said, our governor is racist. He said, we take it to heart when someone uses the term racist. Words matter. And so as chair, I must start by saying we want to pull that back. There's nothing wrong with saying we're sorry. God bless them. So if I'm not wrong, on our editorial page here in the paper this morning or yesterday morning, I can't remember which one I read, the, 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 the writer from Harrisburg used the, the, in his first sentence attacking DeSantis used the word racist. Oh, really? Okay? And, yeah. And, 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 and the thing about it is it, there's no connection to reality with a lot of these accusations, and it comes from both sides, that people, I mean, there's just so much information. How do you digest it all? You know, you're on the periphery and you hear DeSantis is a racist. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible, you know? And, uh, and it sticks. Right. Well, you know, so it, it's, we're in a mess. Hey, what's that saying you have, Mark? We're in trouble. <laughs> no. We're in trouble. The, you got it. The vortex has sucked your brain out. Isn't well, that yours, too? I have a couple <laughs> phrases. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Uh, okay. Well, we were not going to have time for any more calls, but we we're do not. have some emails to read. Oh. I don't think so. We've got a three-minute break. We've got oh, okay. four minutes. Well, do you want to do the break first? Or? text to read, and you got two emails, so that should What should I do break. first? Uh, wait. Wait. All right. Everybody wait. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. We can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. There are 50 states. Don't anybody believe anything, Joe? 26. It's 101, 102, 26, and 1. Joe's having a bad day. (laughs) Lower right-hand corner on the balloon. And I'm not really sure I understand this one. Joe, you really don't know which shooting down a CCP spy balloon before or after it crosses the U.S. is the right idea? Oh, I see what they're saying. I'm not. I right, said I wasn't shoot sure. It down right first, and then EB's projection of Trump's Chinese account is really a tacit acknowledgement that she knows that Biden is owned by the CCP. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You talked about China buying our debt and China buying this and that. What about buying the presidency? And well, son? they they bought and owned that, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I think through there's... their proxies in Burisma, right? So, okay, uh, and then a complaint about oh, our, Stephen Portnoy our guest from Steve CBS Portnoy. He said talking about the debt ceiling. Portnoy paints a picture that we have to look at entitlements such as Medicare and Social Security and he gave a timeline when they will be exhausted. I've heard that since the 1970s. There's so much waste in the government that can be cut. Stop handling handing benefits to illegals. Stop spending billions to the Ukraine or sending billions to the Ukraine. Stop sending foreign aid to 190 countries. Politicians, many of them, focus on cutting benefits to the senior population who pay into the system and really cannot make ends meet with what is given to them. But, you know, there's there's a point to be made there, and that is that 
we we need to take care of America first. What's the old adage? Charity begins at home. If we're, let's take care of our own before we start handing it out to others. All right. We don't need to cut Social Security. We need to cut foreign aid. And then uh, me thinks Steve Portnoy would make one heck of a communications director for Josh Shapiro's future presidential primary campaign run. Signed by Trump Hansie Monk from La- Mike, Mike from La La Land. <laughs> Is that Mike from Bloopsville? I don't know. I think he referred to himself as a Trump Hansie last week. Trump, yeah, all right. A Trump, Trump an addict, or what do they call him? Trump Trumpian? Trumpian. Well, yeah, but Trumpian is 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 a line of thought. The Trump Hansie is a noun. It's Trump Hansie, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> a hey, Biden ba- would that be like a Biden baff- buffoon? <laughs> Senator Yaw, State Senator Yaw is going to be back tomorrow. All so right. We're going to get a chance to clear up some Harris. You can give topics. him all your weird ideas about what should happen down there. This is WKOK Sunbury.